I've got a lot of people who are struggling with cancer. Uh, the issue of air quality is a constant uh, concern. Uh, contamination to our water and land is a constant threat uh, as a result of the refineries in the area. And so we need to make sure that the Pollution Control Department is, is uh, strong and, and, and uh, relevant to what the challenges are. I didn't realize I was being prophetic uh, that we would end up de dealing with ExxonMobil and ITC and Kemco and barge accidents. He probably told me more, thank you, more than he should have told me. Uh, but we had a very good, candid conversation. And what were some of the things he told you that well, he shouldn't have told you? Well, I, I don't want... What exactly is the Harris County Commissioner's Court? It is effectively, I'd like to describe it as the city hall for the county government and for the county community. So if you look at it this way, um, Harris County includes uh, or has uh, 34 cities inside its jurisdiction, including the city of Houston. But there's territory that is not within the boundaries of a city. And so that territory uh, we refer to as the unincorporated area of the county. And as a result of no municipality being in those areas, then the county government tends to be the first uh, uh, governmental service uh, delivery entity for those areas. We do work in collaboration with other cities, but principally uh, when there is unincorporated territory, then the main function of county government is to serve those people living in those territories. So I heard you say that it's not uh, judicial, it's not like a court, you're not going to court. Um, do you make laws, do you, uh, do you execute those laws? We obviously execute the laws, we don't make them, because we, unlike the city of Houston, uh, that's often referred to as a home rule city, meaning that it can make its own ordinances, its own laws, uh, we have to depend on the authority that the Texas legislature gives us. So if the Texas legislature does not pass uh, legislation authorizing Harris County or county government to do certain things, then we're, we're not able to. I looked at your precinct, <coughs> you're in charge of precinct number two. That's correct. That stretches from uh, Baytown out in the east to, does that actually go into the center of Houston? Uh, I-45 tends to be the westernmost uh, boundary of the precinct. And then you go east and almost everything uh, along the county, um, county line um, in between that territory is within the precinct. So precinct two includes areas uh, known as Huffman, Crosby, Highlands, Channel View, um, La Porte, Baytown, Shore Acres, El Lago, Taylor, uh, Taylor Lake Village, um, Webster, um, Clear Lake, Pasadena, South Houston, Galena Park, Deer Park, Jacinto City, uh, the traditional east end of Houston, Manchester, Magnolia, Denver Harbor, Second Ward, get into the north side like where we're at today, and then you go a little further north and you take in the what is known as the North Line area, Aldine, and then Atascacita. 
All of that is yeah. precinct two. We got about a million, million two hundred thousand residents in the area. Do you? Uh, um, and, and I want to get to what happened in Baytown <clears throat> recently, but I'm just curious. It seems like a very diverse uh, pocket of of land, various yeah. communities. Yeah. Is there yeah. something that you see that kind of ties everybody together? You know, I, I'll tell you that, um, you know, the precinct I tend to describe, it is a humble, hardworking community. We have amongst the lowest medium income of all of Harris County. We have amongst uh, the lowest homeownership rate of all of Harris County. We have amongst the lowest educational attainment rate at the high school and post high school level. We have amongst the highest number of children and families without health insurance. And we have amongst the highest uh, uh, rates of diagnosed cancer amongst children and adults. So there's a lot that regretfully uh, connects a lot of people together. And so every day I say I've got, I know when I wake up, I've got something important to work on. One of the communities in Precinct 2 is Baytown, and that's around the area where on July 31st there was the uh, explosion at one of the ExxonMobil refineries. I guess before we get into what what your response was, what typically happens when there's um, an accident or an explosion or a fire? Um, do you have the authority to just kind of walk in and say, uh, well, there's your problem right there? You know, uh, not as a commissioner alone, but as a member of commissioner's court, we do have uh, some authority to address these particular issues and most recently after the Exxon uh, explosion uh, we gave the county attorney's office authority to sue to begin uh, the lawsuit process against ExxonMobil. What a lot of people don't realize is that if we don't file the suit first the Attorney General of Texas Ken Paxton could actually sue and then it actually protects the violators. If they, if he were to sue ExxonMobil, he would actually be protecting them because it prohibits our ability uh, to recover the damages that we believe uh, we're owed. So we have to act very quickly. Um, and uh, so the authority that I have to deal with the issues uh, related to Exxon and other refinery events uh, comes through the power of Commissioner's Court. It comes through the county attorney's office, and it comes through the budget. Because earlier this year, when I first came into office, um, one of the things that I uh, did during the, the budget process was to challenge the Pollution Control Department on what it needed to do its job and do its job well. And the director at the time uh, gave us a pretty much a deer in the headlight looks. He was like, well, I've never been asked that question. And I'm like, well, look, you've got an important function. And in Precinct 2, as I alluded to, I've got a lot of people who are struggling with cancer. Uh, the issue of air quality is a constant uh, concern. Uh, contamination to our water and land is a constant threat uh, as a result of the refineries in the area. And so we need to make sure that the Pollution Control Department is, is uh, strong and, and, and uh, relevant to what the challenges are. And so I was able to uh, provide them more uh, financial resources to get equipment that they did not have and should have. So that was, you know, that was in uh, about February this year. 
So I didn't realize I was being prophetic uh, that we would end up dealing with Exxon Mobil and ITC and Kemco and barge accidents. Um, And it just uh, resurrected uh, the conversation that we had had in February that uh, the issues are real. And uh, this is probably a very unique year in that we've, I don't recall uh, in recent history having this number of events take place in such a compressed uh, period of time. Most of these events have, have, have happened before uh, the first six months of the year. And so here's a, here's a little um, a schedule of the things that have happened in Precinct 2 since the beginning of the year. We actually started the year with ExxonMobil. They had a explosion earlier this year. And then we had the ITC fire that got most of the attention. Then we had the Kimco explosion. Then we had a lightning strike, uh, another refinery that didn't get a whole lot of attention and was uh, contained very quickly. Then we had a barge accident on I-10 that disrupted uh, the traffic at the I-10 and San Jacinto area. Then we had another tanker accident in the waterway. Uh, it was actually in Liberty County, but it did impact Harris County. So, and then we end up with ExxonMobil again. I'm not trying to make an enemy out of the industry, but uh, we do have to be cognizant that we do need to be good neighbors to one another. And so I'm much, I would have much rather work with them than to uh, uh, be in a, in a constant fight with them. And so I will tell you this, that um, I am uh, very, very proud of the CEO of Kimco because um, he sought me out, unlike the other CEOs of the other events. But the Kimco CEO sought me out, told me more about the refinery uh, or, or his, his event where he had a loss of life. Uh, he, he probably told me more, thank you, more than he should have told me. Uh, but we had a very good, candid conversation. And what were some of the things he told you that well, he shouldn't have told you? Well, I, I don't want. I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go there. But uh, just, just, just to say that he was. Yeah. He was very candid. I, and, I had a question about the the uh, pollution control department. Mm-hmm. Is that part of the county yep. government? Okay. It sure is. And pollution control involves monitoring <laughs> air quality. Does is there anything in their jurisdiction that involves? Um, conducting inspections or no that's anything and that's like a that. good question um, actually that's where my work since uh, the uh, ITC fire has been mm-hmm. I am working on a strategy to uh, you know we're right now we're we're so effective at reacting the problem is we're reacting and so I am looking uh, for us to turn the corner and get into a prevention uh, mode by being uh, more uh, uh, able to do the inspections that we need to do. I don't want to deal with another explosion, another fire. I don't want to have another loss of life as a result of. But right now, we are purely in a reactive uh, uh, framework, and I want to get out of that. And so the work I've been doing, the things that uh, my office is working on, is for us to turn the table and put us in a more effective uh, uh, 
preventative role. One of the reactive actions is is the lawsuit, and I was just curious. Let's say let's say the lawsuit progresses, and you get you know the the top level of what you're looking for, or the county gets the most that it's looking for. Would that amount make enough of a dent in say the liability shields that these companies have set up to change things or no you know that's that's part of the frustration Mm -hmm. Uh, just from a just from a taxpayer just from a resident point of view that um, you know the the things that we're dealing with uh, these events that have occurred ITC and Kimco and ExxonMobil we don't know whether they have caused long-lasting uh, effects in the community. Uh, long-lasting effects that um, the county will ultimately bear the cost of. And as I mentioned earlier, I've got a very vulnerable community. I've got people who are uh, basically working poor. I've got people who don't have health insurance and depend on public uh, health systems as their primary access to health care. I've got uh, a significant number of people who are already diagnosed with cancer and surviving and struggling with that. And then I've got the refineries as a neighbor to the very same area where this demographic exists. Uh, So I'm not trying to blame them, but it is extremely coincidental that the two exist next to each other. Um, will all will those people who showed up and uh, expressed concern are they going to have long-lasting uh, impacts that the county taxpayers will ultimately have to pay for when we've only been able to collect maybe a few million from the lawsuit and the answer is probably and so I don't think that uh, the lawsuit is a uh, is a measure of action that we can take and we're going to take it every time we have the legal right to do so, uh, but it is a, I believe, a drop in bu- in the bucket to what uh, will ultimately be seen down the line some, at some point. Commissioner Garcia, thank you very much for sitting down with me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.